0: And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five-O Radio Network. Coming to you from the shores of the Indian River on Florida's beautiful Treasure Coast. And bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDolls. I love to hear from listeners. Shoot me an email. The address is RightNowJimDolls at gmail.com. Or call the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, it just doesn't get much better than last night's Democrat debate out in Las Vegas. I mean, you talk about the fusion of a reality show and, uh, and comedy. Oh, my God, that was great. Little Mike Bloomberg, Mini Mike, finally made his debut after spending $425 million on these 30-second ads that he's just carpet-bombed network TV with and and he had he had catapulted himself without ever having appeared on a debate stage without ever having come out and asked for anybody's vote, without ever having appeared on a ballot he had catapulted himself into second place behind uh, commie Bernie. He had uh, leapfrogged old Joe Biden who's still trying to figure out what the hell happened and put himself in second place so last night, He finally made an appearance on the debate stage, and uh, everything that Donald Trump predicted came true. (laughs) Oh my God, Bloomberg has no personality at all, no presence at all, no, uh, you know, whatever it is that allows you to be charismatic. Michael Bloomberg has none of it. There is none of that. And so after, you know, watching all these debates that uh, have been uh, segregated over there to the uh, the left-wing media and just seeing softballs uh, tossed at these candidates and these candidates handled each other with kid gloves, finally, last night they took the gloves off. Uh, there weren't any harder questions from the moderators, but uh, the, the candidates, there were six of them up there, really took the gloves off and not only went after Michael Bloomberg, but took out after each other a little bit as well bloomberg did not get his box uh, amy amy klobuchar in fact was standing on a box but minnie mike didn't get his box he was standing there next to elizabeth warren and he's shorter than elizabeth warren and uh, and just his ba- his head just barely uh, cleared the uh, the podium well that being a bit of an exaggeration but for all the world what the, uh, this reminded me of you know after this big build up and this huge letdown uh, after actually seeing bloomberg was uh that that scene from um Spaceballs the uh, the spoof the Mel Brooks spoof of Star Wars it's called Spaceballs where Darth Vader made his appearance and uh, you're you know you're expecting him to be this uh this ominous character and and then he takes his helmet off.
1: I can't breathe in this
0: thing. <laughs> oh man. It was hilarious. So uh, Bloomberg finally got up there. I don't know how they determined where his position is because they, up until now, they've determined the position by the ranking in the polls. And they had Bloomberg pushed all the way off to the, to the left side of the stage there where uh, he, he looked for all the world like a uh, tattoo on, uh, on Fantasy Island. I guess I'm mix, mixing up my metaphors now. But uh, Bloomberg stepped into a buzzsaw. And uh, Elizabeth Warren started off the night uh, going after old Bloomberg. So
2: I'd I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. Democrats are not going to win if we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies like redlining and stop and frisk look i'll support whoever the democratic nominee is
0: (laughs) and that's the line a lot of these democrats took they they they, uh they basically made the case that uh, michael bloomberg was evil incarnate but if he's the nominee they'll support him (laughs) and uh, elizabeth warren in that clip sort of sounds like darth vader herself struggling to get air (laughs) but um you know, I love how these, uh, these female candidates uh, say that they ought to be treated fairly and then uh, go back and say, well, you know, you shouldn't insult women. Uh, well, you know, Michael Bloomberg and Donald Trump have, uh, have certainly taken out after uh, their male opponents as well. But uh, while at the same time arguing, arguing for equal treatment, um, Elizabeth Warren in that clip is also arguing that, uh, that you can't talk bad about women. It's sort of it kind of you know it's kind of like the old gentleman's uh, treatment of women that that I have subscribed to you you know you you don't uh, you don't insult the ladies unless I guess they've got it coming. But oh uh, Joe he took out after Bloomberg as well. Let me find this clip here.
3: The mayor makes an interesting point. The mayor says that he has a great record, that he's done these wonderful things. Well, the fact, of the, fact, the fact of the matter is he has not managed his city very, very well when he was there. He didn't get a whole lot done. He has stop and frisk, throwing up close to five million young black men up against the wall. And when we came along in our administration, President Obama, and said we're going to send in a moderator to a mediator to stop it, he said that's unnecessary. <laughs>
0: Well, old Joe struggles to get out a sentence, but, uh, you know, somewhere in that uh, word salad, you can say that, uh, you can tell that he claimed that Bloomberg threw 5 million young black men up against the wall in New York city. Well, there aren't 5 million young black men in New York city. I think New York city has a population of about 11 million, maybe less than that. Maybe eight, eight to 11 million. Um, it, the total black population is about two and a half million. So where did he get these 5 million young black men to throw against a wall? But, uh, you know, uh, nobody challenged him on that. And they went right over to booty juice to get his licks in on old, uh, uh um, mini
4: Mike. Yes, we've got to wake up as a party. We we could wake up two weeks from today, the day after Super Tuesday, and the only candidates left standing will be Bernie Sanders and Mike Bloomberg, the two most polarizing figures on this stage. And most Americans don't see where they fit if they've got to choose between a socialist who thinks that capitalism is the root of all evil and a billionaire who thinks that money ought to be the the root of all power. Let's put forward some.
0: Well, you got to admit, that's a pretty good lick there from booty juice. Booty juice hammered, uh, the situation up there. And it's exactly the situation that the Democrat party finds themselves in. They've, they've got a choice now between old commie Bernie and, uh, oligarch Minnie Mike. They're going to have to choose between somebody who promises, uh, to buy votes by giving away taxpayer money to the voters and an oligarch who's just going to buy votes uh, right out of his checkbook. And, oh, man, where did I stop? Uh, Elizabeth Warren went back uh, for, you know, she got tagged in again and went back after, um, after Bloomberg on the sexist misogynist accusation.
2: I've been nice to some women. <laughs> that just doesn't cut it.
0: You be nice, Minnie Mike.
2: The mayor has to stand on his record. And what we need to know is exactly what's lurking out there. He has gotten some number of women, dozens, who knows, to sign non disclosure agreements, both for sexual harassment and for gender discrimination in the workplace. So, Mr. Mayor, are you willing to release all of those women from those non disclosure agreements so we can hear their side of the story?
1: A very few non-disclosure uh, agreements. How, how many? Let is me there? finish. How many is there? None of them accuse me of doing anything other than maybe they didn't like the joke I told. Uh-huh. And let me just call, let me. Wait.
0: Oh man, he he looked like a deer caught in the headlights. Absolutely, just got decimated last night. They, uh, the, the Democrat candidates got into it with each other, too, and we'll get to that uh, after this uh, this brief commercial announcement. I want you to run over to AmericaFirstRadio.shop. That's AmericaFirstRadio.shop. Check out these T-shirts we've got on there. Failure to prep is prepping to fail, and a country boy can survive. Got a fantastic professional knife sharpening kit that will put a perfect edge on your blades each and every time. And, of course, you can get your banana bag oral solution to treat dehydration or prevent dehydration, uh, to treat medical conditions or exhaustion or a a hangover. Run on over to americafirstradio.shop today and get yourself some of these great products. So at one point... Um, you know, they were asking a lot of these candidates uh, that were saying that, yes, Bloomberg is evil. Uh, he's awful. He's an oligarch. He's going to destroy the party. But oh, by the way, if he gets the nomination, I'll support him. And a moderator asked, uh, well, you know, do you think that the candidate that goes into the Milwaukee convention with the most delegates should win and, uh, well, I'll just play you a clip of that happening and the uh, the responses. With
1: the most delegates at the end of this primary season, be the nominee, even if they are short of a majority. Senator Sanders, I'm gonna let you go last year because I know your view on this. <laughs> so instead, I will start with you, Mayor Bloomberg. Whatever well, the rules of the Democratic Party are, they should be followed, and if they have a process, which, which I believe okay. they do, I'm to so do everybody, everybody to else, everybody can. De- can so you out. want the convention
2: to work its will. Yes. Senator Warren. But a convention working as well means that people have the delegates that are pledged to them, and they keep those delegates until so the they come to person? the convention. No. All okay. the people. All righty. Yes. Vice President Biden. Play by the rules, yes ruling. or
1: no, leading person with the delegates, should they be the nominee or not? No, let the process work its way out. Mayor Buttigieg,
3: not necessarily, not to listen Senator to Senator Klobuchar? let the process work. Senator Sanders, well,
4: the process includes 500 super delegates on the second ballot. So I think that right. the will of the people should okay. prevail. down. Yes, uh, uh, thank one, you
0: guys. Only Bernie Sanders believes that the ones with uh, the most delegates going into Milwaukee thinks they uh, they should get the nomination. All of the rest of the candidates believes that uh, they've got to keep Bernie down below a majority going into Milwaukee, and then they'll bring the super delegates, the insiders, the Democrat establishment off of the sidelines, and then they'll pick the nominee. And in uh, going into last night's debate, it was widely speculated that the candidate that they would choose would be old Minnie Mike himself, because he's got the checkbook to go after Donald Trump. But after last night's, oh, just disastrous performance by, by Minnie Mike, uh, you got to wonder if the, the Democrats would be stupid enough to do that. I guess Minnie Mike has, has got enough money that he can buy enough of these superdelegates off. By supporting their reelection campaigns or their favorite PACs or whatever. But if they do, they will almost certainly be committing suicide. You thought that Donald Trump would take old Joe Biden apart in a debate. It would be it would be a pure bloodbath what Donald Trump would do to minnie Mike Bloomberg. Where is this other clip? Uh Oh yeah, Bloomberg went back. He he fought back a little bit. Uh, most of his uh, attacks fell flat, like this one where he uh, he hit back at at Kammy uh, Bernie
3: wages that socialism for the rich this, this, i believe in democratic socialism okay, for now. working people not billionaires health care for all educational opportunity for all what a
1: wonderful country we have the best known socialist in the country happens to be a millionaire with three houses what i miss here uh, well you'll miss
0: see <laughs> Uh, he just got a, a giant groan out of the room. Nobody in the, the, the attending the debate last night was there to support Bloomberg, but, uh, Bloomberg focused his fire pretty much on the leader because, um, you know, he's there to displace commie Bernie. And here is another example of his attacks.
3: I want workers to be able to sit on corporate boards
0: as well, so they can have some say of what happens to their lives.
3: You
2: are a large company. Would you support what Senator Sanders is proposing?
0: Absolutely not.
2: I
1: can't think of a ways that would make it easier for Donald Trump to get reelected than listening to this conversation. It's ridiculous. We're not going to throw out capitalism. We tried that. Other countries tried that. It was called communism and it just didn't work.
0: Well, he's, he's right about that, but he doesn't understand today's party. He doesn't understand about half of the uh, Democrat party today is all on board with Bernie Sanders' Marxist claptrap. But uh, he's there to, I mean, the reason he got off of the sidelines after admitting uh, over the years that uh, he couldn't be elected president was uh, because he thought that the party was, uh, you know, headed down this this Marxist road, and he's there to to uh, save it. Here's his the clip that offers his best case against a Bernie Sanders nomination.
1: Um, I don't think there's any chance of uh, the senator beating President Trump. You don't start out by saying, uh, I've got 160 million people. I'm going to take away the insurance plan that they love. That's just not a ways that you go and start building the coalition that the Sanders uh, camp thinks that they can do. I don't think there's any chance whatsoever. And if he goes and is the candidate, we will have Donald Trump for another four years
0: and we can't stand that. So, so again and again, uh, Bloomberg tried to trot out his applause lines, and again and again they fell flat. Dave Chappelle weighed in on this.
3: Man, Bloomberg is fucking up.
0: <laughs> I think that was actually before the, uh, the the debate last night. Van Jones over at CNN, uh, I think, pretty accurately summed up the evening. Um, when he described many Mike's debate debut. Let's say a couple of things. Part of the reason why this is, so, this is so fascinating is because he walked into his dream scenario. Bloomberg had a dream scenario, which is that Bernie would be
3: rising, creating a demand for a moderate, and that Biden would be fading mm-hmm. and failing and falling, and that there would be a need for a hero to walk onto the stage and give people something to, to, to believe in. And his dream scenario turned into a nightmare tonight.
0: <laughs> it was a, a disaster. That word they like to use an unmitigated disaster. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't that long ago that uh, Bloomberg was um, calling this thing right and admitting that uh, he had no chance of getting this nomination. This was before he saw that that the Democrat Party were on the verge of nominating uh, an avowed Marxist.
1: But it's just not going to happen on a national level for somebody like me, starting where I am, unless... I was willing to change all my views and go on what CNN called an apology
0: He tool. is willing to do that.
1: <laughs> Joe Biden went out and apologized for being male, over 50, white. He um, apologized for the one piece of legislation, which is actually a pretty good anti-crime bill, which if the liberals ever read it, most of the things they like would be is in that bill. They should have loved that, but they never not even to read it. You're, you're anti-crime. You must be anti-populist. And so... Um, Uh, Everybody else, uh, Beto or whatever his name is, he's apologized for being.
0: They all apologize for everything Uh, that that is the the point of today's Democrat party. Everybody is a victim and you have to apologize to everybody who who is um, perpetually offended about something. And Bloomberg trotted out his apology tour last night. It fell flat. I drew the parallel between the image that Bloomberg has created with these, um, these $425 million worth of attack ads and the actual reality that we saw last night as being, you know, Darth Vader from Spaceballs, Brett Bear drew another, another analogy that uh, rang true as well. 100%. Oh, that's not the clip. Uh, here we go. The biggest
1: winner tonight Donald Trump this moment of seeing the Democrats go at each other uh, was a moment where Mike Bloomberg for all of the ads and all of the money was sort of like the Wizard of Oz when they finally go and pull back the curtain and they realize it's it's this guy uh, he's not <laughs> the guy in the ads right. and and it felt a little bit like that in some of the dust
0: <laughs> it felt a lot like the wizard of oz coming out from behind the curtain and you see exactly who it is it was uh to say it was anticlimactic uh, is just a huge understatement but as i said the you know the democrats uh, finally got around to going after each other and um here's a clip of old joe biden attacking Commie bernie for uh, something regarding immigration—they're all trying to say, you know, that they would be the the most um, open on immigration. They're going to tear down the wall. They're going to open the borders. They're going to give amnesty to everybody. They're going to give free health care. There's just not enough that the Democrat candidates uh, can do to promise uh, that we're going to destroy uh, this country through unlimited illegal immigration.
1: Thank Senator- <laughs> <laughs> you.
3: Senator Biden, you have one minute. Look, I'm running because so many people are being left behind. And lastly, I think it's important that on day one, day one, we deal with sending an immigration bill to the desk. The only person in here has the worst record on immigration is Bernie, because Bernie voted against the 2007 bill. Had, in fact, that immigration bill passed, there would be 10, 6 million members would be now American citizens. All right. Senator Sanders, you have one minute for your closing remarks. Unfortunately,
1: LULAC, among other groups, Latino groups, saw that bill having provisions akin to slavery, Joe. But the bottom line is...
0: LULAC, he's he's uh, quoting LULAC there, a, a radical reconquista organization that thinks Mexico ought to take back the, uh, the southwest of this country, California, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado. You got Bernie Sanders, Commie Bernie up there, uh, uh, quoting his, uh, uh, LULAC support of his candidacy and Joe Biden slips. He says, the only person up here that's worse on immigration than me is Bernie Sanders. Well, Bernie Sanders used to be, um, a, an old line, uh, labor guy. And and labor has always up until they ch- traded their dues paying members for an illegal alien membership. Organized labor has always been against, unfettered immigration because it destroys their memberships, uh, negotiating leverage. You got an unlimited supply of cheap labor. You don't have any, uh, leverage at the bargaining table. If you're, uh, if you're representing, you're representing labor, I'm running out of time and I'm going to have to come back from the break and com- cover some of the other, uh, uh, uh conflicts between the, uh, the candidates that did not involve mini Mike. Um, I guess I'll talk a little bit about, uh, b- before this, uh, this debate out there in Nevada, um, a, a MAGA group, uh, sent out a, a flock of pigeons with little MAGA hats glued to their heads. <laughs> Which sent uh, the animal rights people into a pure meltdown, of course. But you had all of these pigeons flying all over Las Vegas with little MAGA hats glued to their heads, using eyelash glue that um, that dissolves and eventually the little hats fall off. We gotta run out to a break, and when we come back. We'll take a look at just a little bit more from the debates, then we'll get on to Trump's rally, Roger Stone's upcoming sentencing, and the uh, the new Assange revelations. Right after these messages, right here on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five Zero Radio Network. Stick with us. We'll be right back. And you're back on right now with Jim Dawes right here on the Mojo 50 radio network. Your daily journal of news, politics and culture from an American nationalist perspective. I really don't think, I don't see how it gets any better. I don't see how, if you're interested in politics, and politics just doesn't repulse you, that it gets any more entertaining than what we saw last night in Las Vegas. You have got, for the last three years, the Democrats just uh, stewing in their Trump derangement syndrome. And now they're faced with a situation where they've, uh, they've created a Frankenstein monster in the form of Marxist Bernie Sanders, who controls the most energized and uh, mobilized part of the Democrat base. And, uh, and for all the world, you know, they're trying to get to the left of each other and get closer to Bernie Sanders thinking that uh, maybe they can, you know, bleed off some of his support. And now comes mini Mike Bloomberg with his $60 billion checkbook. And he comes up there and, and now they're all just embarrassing themselves by saying, well, uh, yeah, this guy is is against everything that we have sit, been telling you for the last three years we stand for. We're against billionaires, and we're against uh, capitalism, and we're against free enterprise, uh, and uh, and Minnie Mike is, uh, you know, evil incarnate, but if he gets the nomination, we'll vote for him. <laughs> and finally, at, la- at last night's debate, uh, the candidates started going after each other. I'm not going to I'm not going to belabor this point too much because we've, you know, we've talked enough about it, but I do want to play for you this, uh, this little exchange between, uh, Amy Klobuchar and, um, and Alfred E Newman booty juice where, um, Amy's getting attacked or getting uh, criticized for not knowing the name of the president of Mexico, which she most certainly should be criticized for it's um it's almost absurd that a sitting u. s. senator doesn't know the name of the president of the nation on our southern border that is the source of so many of our problems, and also, by the way, uh, our second uh, largest trading partner. so uh, she gets asked about it by this um uh, this latina. Um journalist who's there, I guess, representing the interests of Mexico. No. Senator Cavachar,
3: you're running on your Washington experience, but last week
0: in a Telemundo interview, you could not name the president of Mexico or discuss any of his policies. Last night, you defended yourself saying,
3: quote, this isn't jeopardy. But my question to you is... Shouldn't our next president know more about one of our largest trading partners? Of course. Of course. And
2: I don't think that that momentary, momentary forgetfulness actually reflects what I know about Mexico and how much I care about
0: it. And then she goes down to uh, cite the name of uh, President Lopez Obador, but she has to look down. On her cue card to make sure she gets it right. And then she goes on to mispronounce his name. And this was uh, Mayor Pete's chance to pounce on his fellow fellow, um, candidate uh, in the moderate lane of the Democrat nominating process
4: you're staking your candidacy on your Washington experience. You're on the committee that oversees border security. You're on the committee that does trade. You're literally in part of the committee that's overseeing these things. And we're not able to speak to literally the first thing about the
0: politics of the country. That's a pretty good point. <laughs> She's on the Homeland Security Committee that's responsible for securing the border. She's on a committee that deals with the trade issue. And she doesn't even know the name of the president of Mexico. Is pretty stunning for a sitting U.S. senator. Here's uh, Amy's retort.
2: The politics of the country you, to ourselves. Are you trying to say that I'm dumb or are you mocking me here, Pete? Uh,
0: oh man, he pulled the, the gender card again. Country
2: you, to ourselves. Are you trying to say that I'm dumb or are you mocking me here, Pete? I'm I saying that said you should I made them, an no. error. People sometimes forget names. I am the one that has number one has the experience based on passing over 100 Thank you, bills. Senator. If I could respond, this was a pretty big <laughs> allegation.
0: <laughs> so I'm the one with all the experience, but I can't name the president of Mexico. I mean that's that's kinda like the uh person on the street, the idiot on the street of vignettes you see where they go out and ask people, you know, to locate countries on a map or, you know, name a amendment to the Constitution. You got a sitting US senator that wants to be president of the United States. Yeah, I think that's uh that's pretty pretty amazing. Piers Morgan was on Tucker's show last night and uh, he was talking a little bit about Mike Bloomberg and how Bloomberg is, you know, one of his big businesses. I'm not sure it is the main source of his income, but he owns Bloomberg News, which apparently is real popular among the financial services class. I I don't, I don't see Bloomberg News much in uh, what you'd consider mainstream media. But apparently it's got a fairly good reputation for being um being reliable and down uh down the middle on a lot of things. But Piers was on with Tucker last night commenting that uh that Minnie Mike is going to hijack Bloomberg News in order to become his very own um opposition research arm for this uh for this presidential race.
4: Uh, One reason, Tucker, they want to get rid of Donald Trump. And they don't actually care how many of their liberal values, which most of the media hold and which the Democrats purport to hold, get trampled in the process. You know, there's one thing about Michael Bloomberg, aside from all the ridiculous hypocrisies that you've just been through, and there are many more, but there's one that really sticks in my gullet, and it's this. He owns and runs one of the biggest news organisations in the world, Bloomberg News. Until now, pretty respected, you know, pretty impartial and respected as a news organization. And Bloomberg has ordered all 2,700 journalists that work for him that they are not allowed to investigate him while he's running for president. And to make it fair, he says, they can't investigate the other Democrat candidates either. However, to make it really fair, all 2,700 journalists can investigate Donald Trump. So you're going to have the potential front runner, maybe the nominee for Democrat party who's in charge of this massive news organization, basically ordering a hit on Donald Trump under a protective blanket around himself and perhaps any other Democrat candidates. That is an appalling abuse of power. It is degrading to every journalist that works at Bloomberg News. I cannot believe there's not more of a furore about this amongst mainstream media until I remember that mainstream media is so pathologically opposed to Donald Trump and so desperate to get rid of him that they're prepared to tolerate Effectively the gagging of Bloomberg News in a way that even Vladimir Putin probably wouldn't
0: try. So uh um, Minnie Mike has come out with this policy that says that Bloomberg can't investigate or, or dig into Bloomberg or any of the other Democrat candidates, but he's all on board with Bloomberg News going after Trump. And Piers Morgan is uh is outraged by that. I got a question. How is that any different? Then the rest of the fake news mainstream media. The rest of the media is running cover for the Democrats, refusing to ask them difficult questions, refusing to look into Joe Biden's obvious and towering corruption with his family in the Ukraine and China and Iraq and Romania and Central America, and it goes on and on and on. The mainstream media turns a blind eye to all of that. The mainstream media is not really yet, I expect that they will, pointing out all of the uh, Soviet Union Marxist baggage in Bernie Sanders' closet. And you can go online and find clip after clip of Bernie Sanders praising Marxism and socialism throughout his career. He didn't didn't have his first paying job until he was almost 40 years old. He actually got tossed out of a commune because he wasn't carrying his own weight. They don't cover that, uh, that old Buttigieg is a McKinsey consultant who has been um, synthesized and totally created to, to be this candidate that you see before you today, who worked for McKinsey downsizing companies and offshoring jobs. And now he wants to don the mantle a sort of, some sort of Midwestern working guy. But I don't think there's, a, you know, I guess Bloomberg could add to the, uh, to the cacophony attacking Trump and protecting Democrats. But I really don't see how it can make any difference at this point. So while all of this was going on in Las Vegas, uh, Donald Trump was having a rally in Arizona, Phoenix. And uh, in nailing the Democrats, I actually wish that he had just put the Democrat debate up on a big screen over his shoulder and offered live running commentary as it went on. That would have been fantastic. But again, he filled up this arena. He didn't have a band, um, you know, to draw the crowd like old Bernie Sanders did the other night in Tacoma, Washington. But he uh, he filled it up there in Phoenix and I think he's going to have another one of these big rallies on Saturday when the, uh, the Democrats have their caucuses in Nevada. Uh, I think he's going to come into Las Vegas and hold another one of these Trump rallies. I got a couple of clips from you for you from Trump's rally in Arizona last night uh, where he is, uh, I, I think, just uh, accurately describing what's going on with these Democrat primaries
3: Washington Democrats Have never been more extreme Taking cues from crazy Bernie Sanders How's he doing tonight? 132 congressional Democrats Have signed up for Bernie's Healthcare takeover Of the world Think of this 180 million Americans Are going to lose healthcare coverage Under this plan
0: So Trump is sort of torn between, you know, tearing down Bernie Sanders and and also pointing out that the Democrats are fully intending to screw uh Bernie Sanders out of this nomination again and, and cultivating the conflict in the Democrats. Uh it, actually Trump talks very sympathetically about the old crazy Bernie. Um and uh you know, I I think it's clear that uh, he wants to uh to he wants this fight to shape up in the democrat primaries between this billionaire oligarch in the form of mini mike and this communist um marxist extremist here he is from last night's uh rally predicting what is going to happen to old Commie bernie
3: the dnc The DNC is going to take it away from Bernie again. And that's okay because we don't care who the hell it is. We're going to win. We're going to win. We have to. I
0: I don't even know how to pick who would be the weakest candidate of the Democrats out of this field. Would it be mini Mike Bloomberg and his uh, his deficit of personality and his his just total uh, lack of anything to appeal to the broad midsection of this country? Would it be? communist bernie sanders and his uh his long history of making statements uh, in support of the soviet union and other marxist movements around the world would it be old joe biden who can't seem to string together a sentence i mean you it it is a, a feast over there on who would be the weakest candidate i guess the strongest candidate who would be the strongest candidate i don't think that uh that it's a uh, booty juice because he's not going to be able to mobilize, uh, the, the biggest voting block uh, of the Democrats and that's black voters. I'm, I, I'm continually amazed that nobody ever points out that the black people that the Democrats hold f- forward as our virtuous, um, uh, Totem, that they are are demonstrating all of the the homophobia that the Democrats love to assign to Republicans. The largest voting block in the Democratic Party is going for Booty Juice by zero percent. Booty Juice is getting zero percent from blacks. And if that was white people that were, um, you know, rejecting booty juice because of his sexual orientation, uh, they would be, they would be calling out white people for homophobia and bigotry and hatred. But because, but the Democrats find themselves in this terrible spot that they, (laughs) They've got one of their main groups being exposed as being intolerant. Yesterday, uh, there was a big kerfuffle in the media because Donald Trump had said uh, that he was the chief law enforcement officer in the land and that uh, he had a perfect right to weigh in on this prosecutorial misconduct and this judicial misconduct in the Department of Justice and the federal judiciary. And the Washington Post and the New York Times, they just absolutely melted down. He's claiming that he's the chief law enforcement officer. Well, guess what? He is the chief law enforcement officer. The president is head of the executive branch that runs the uh, the Department of Justice and the FBI and all the other federal law enforcement agencies. And Trump sits at the top of that. And he can make decisions. As a matter of fact, he's responsible to make decisions to make sure that the laws are faithfully ex- executed and that, uh, you know, people get equal justice under the law. And uh, I think the president is getting prepared to, uh, to issue some pardons uh, to some of the people caught up in this Russiagate hoax. Starting uh, probably with, with Roger Stone. Well, maybe he'll start with uh, general Flynn who has obviously been abused and and his life wrecked. Because of this overzealous prosecution by Mueller's um, uh, gang his un, uh, his unlawful gang and then it'll go on to stone and uh, and probably Papadopoulos and the question will be whether or not he uh, he gives Manafort any relief Manafort was convicted over uh, tax fraud and probably should serve some time for his tax evasion but he was also convicted on a fair of violations a fair foreign agents registration act that is routinely violated throughout washington dc and was violated in this uh, this particular instance not only by paul manafort but also by uh, tony podesta john podesta's brother who just skated away they took the case up to the southern district of new york and hit it and uh, they declined to the press charges for Paul uh, 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 Tony Podesta doing the exact same thing that Paul Manafort did. We got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll cover other news on the Roger Stone front and talk about uh, the story breaking that uh, the fake news story breaking that uh, Trump had offered a pardon to Julian Assange. Stick with us. We'll be right back. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call
3: now and learn more. 800-957-6209. 800-957-6209. 800-957-6209. That's 800 957 6209.
0: So Roger Stone's going to be sentenced today, even as his attorneys have filed this motion calling for a new trial. And there, I mean, this is just a, a huge illustration of the bias of Amy Berman Jackson that's going to sentence. Roger Stone. There's absolutely no reason to move forward with the sentencing while this motion for a new trial is pending other than to try to uh, prejudice uh, any future jury against Roger Stone. Stone's attorneys have called for this new trial because the, the forewoman of the jury who revealed her own identity and in social media Uh, was just loaded up with political bias. She had made posts against Roger Stone uh, not only before the trial, but during the trial. Her name is Tomika Hart, and she's a lawyer herself and former Democrat uh, uh, candidate. She, uh, She is on record saying that Roger Stone ought to go to jail before the trial. And now Amy Berman Jackson is going to uh, sentence Roger Stone. And I hope as soon as she finishes issuing her, well, I guess uh, I, I was going to say uh, um, Trump should go ahead and pardon him, but I, maybe maybe he should wait until um, after Amy Berman Jackson rules on this motion because give, give uh, Jackson the opportunity to deny this motion for an obvious bias by the forewoman of the jury and then issue the pardon. So there's a big story broke out yesterday that um, that one of Julian Assange's attorneys claimed in court that Donald Trump had offered him a pardon if Assange would say that Russia was not uh, the source of the Democrat National Committee's email leak. And that was the story that you saw on all the network TV and that was covered, What you didn't hear is Dana Rohrabacher's version of these events. Dana Rohrabacher, in in fact, had visited Assange at the Equatorian embassy back in 2017, and Rohrabacher told Assange that um, if you will um, disclose the true source of the DNC leaks, then I will... Uh, lobby the president for a pardon on your behalf. There was no offer from Trump to Assange for a pardon. There was no offer from Rohrabacher to Assange for a pardon. They were simply saying, if you will um, let us know who, in fact, was the source of these leaks, I will argue for a pardon on your behalf. But none of that was covered in the story. And, and that was, uh, the, the lead I was, uh, was dipping in over at MSNBC, uh, getting ready for this debate. And Chris Matthews was absolutely melting down, slobbering all over his chin with this story and portraying it as if Assange was claiming that Trump had directly offered him a, a pardon if he would just say that Russia wasn't the source. Here's a here is Dana Roeback and and by the way none of none of the mainstream media outlets published Rohrbackers uh attempt to correct this record. He uh Rohrabacher, Dana Roebacker took to his uh webpage and and published a pretty extensive reply to all of this. Uh, He said, at no time did I offer Julian Assange anything from the president because I had not spoken with the president about this issue at all. However, when speaking with Assange, I told him that if he could provide me information and evidence about who actually gave him the DNC emails, you have to remember that Assange has said repeatedly that Russia was not the source of these emails, I would then call for President Trump to pardon him at no time did i offer a deal made by the president nor did i say i was representing the president now that that would have been pretty easy to include in your coverage of this the mainstream media excluded that because they were desperate to to try to smear trump and now this morning when they actually are getting around to roebacker's response they're focusing on the fact that uh, a roebacker pointed out that to this day, nobody has ever investigated who really killed Seth Rich. And uh, their response, their headlines from, from Rohrbacher's response to their story about Julian Assange claiming uh, that he was offered a pardon was that uh, Rohrbacker was out there spreading conspiracy theories about the murder of Seth Rich because he, he pointed out that to this day, nobody has uh, ever investigated whether or not Seth Rich was, in fact, the source of the DNC email leaks. Toward the end of his, uh, his written statement, Rohrabacher said, Even though I wasn't successful in getting this message through to the president talking about um, the possibility of pardoning Assange, he he goes on to say, finally, we are all still holding our breath, waiting for an honest investigation into the murder of Seth Rich. There was one line there. Finally, we are all uh, holding our breath, waiting uh, uh, for an honest investigation into the murder of Seth Rich. That was the headline. Dana Rohrabacher spreads unfounded conspiracy theories about the murder of Seth Rich. Because that's their tactic. If you ever uh, mention anything that uh, is liable to tear the cover off of uh, all of the Democrats' uh, cover-ups of their wrongdoing, they immediately tack you as a conspiracy theorist and claim that anything that you uh, say is unfounded and has uh, is without, um, you know, any truth to it. And they claim it's been looked into. Well, it hasn't been looked into. The mainstream media never sent investigators over to Ukraine to get to the bottom of the Biden corruption in Ukraine. They never uh, showed any interest into who, in fact, murdered Seth Rich and whether or not Seth Rich was the source of the DNC leaks, which he almost certainly is. (laughs) They just attack you. Here's... uh, Let's see, of course, this is uh, one of the statements from one of these uh, media talking heads. Of course, Rawbacker com- concludes his statement by fanning Seth Rich conspiracy flames. It says a lot that Trump pardon Assange's story is so effective at spreading the Seth Rich conspiracy theory. They've never shown any interest into finding out who really killed Seth Rich. Because that would be completely contrary to their whole purpose, and that is to cover up for the Democrats and to to get Donald Trump out of there. Well, old George Zimmerman has filed a lawsuit against uh, Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg, who who uh, on the twenty uh, or uh, what was this? on the anniversary of the killing of Trayvon Martin. Um, said that Zimmer, that Martin had been killed due to white supremacy and now Zimmerman's suing them because uh, the fact of the matter is a jury in Sanford, Florida determined that the reason that Trayvon Martin was killed is because he attacked a man who happened to be armed and defended himself well that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes I want to thank you for joining us I invite you back here again tomorrow, right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then.
3: This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods, like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details.
2: Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more.